Write That Down, hosted by Nate Ulrich and myself, Jacob Novak. This is a podcast where two everyday creative people try to break through the noise and do creative things. Today, we're talking about what we do when we get stuck in a rut. We dive into our experiences, getting stagnant in hobby work versus paid work, and how we jumpstart our creative thinking. So, let's get into it. Oh, oh Nate, I'm stuck. What are you stuck on? <laughs> I'm stuck on writing things oh. it's, it's been a, i mean yeah part of it is i'm i'm just getting busier you know it's it's that time of the year it's got a lot of different projects going on it's raining outside yeah. i just took out one of my earbuds and it's raining really loudly so hopefully it doesn't pick up on the mic too much but wow uh it, it's just it's i've we've talked about my main project being loser right which is uh, a series pers- perspective series that i'm writing and i've just hit a point where i'm working on the pilot episode and i'm relatively far into that but I've, i'm at a point where i've kind of hit a wall and then i had an idea for the fourth episode so i was like you know what i'll take Ooh. a break from episode one i'm gonna start writing episode four <laughs> hold on hold on how do you which- know that wasn't an idea for episode two or three because it because I, I have a loose map of where I want the series to go. That's right. And so right. I knew that uh, like basically what the apex or may, maybe not apex, but yeah. you know the 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 climax, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Like what the Good the word. ultimate yeah. landing point for just after halfway the series would be. Uh-huh. And so I started writing that a little bit. But I, it's I've just gotten to the point where I'm just uh, I'm busy and I'm finding less and less time to to get that writing done and I I guess mm-hmm. you could say I'm I'm stuck in a rut. That's rough, dude. Yeah, and it's something that we uh, I mean we've all been there. We say that a lot, but it's true. We've all been there. Certainly. I mean, what I I feel like there's a time a time difference between stuck in a rut and. Com- feeling completely burnt out, right? So there's there's a difference in, in what the two sayings right. are, right? And so for this, this is sort of a perhaps a week long or maybe two weeks or three weeks long of of just feeling like you can't make progress on, on, on a project, right? And, and that's what you were just explaining about writing Loser, but it could be shorter than that, right? It could be one or two days, right? Yeah. Oh, it's fascinating that... That we can, we can be such creative people, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's gone, yeah. right? Oh, my. Yeah, the, the rest of the train tracks just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah. Because burnout is is much more of a, like, to keep going with the, the train metaphor, you just yeah. lost the will to keep shoveling coal in that furnace. I think that's how trains work. Uh, oh, probably a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, see, my mind just immediately goes to shoveling coal. <laughs> so uh, I can't imagine we've made any progress since then. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but burnout, yeah, being that you know you lose the drive to right. keep going, and and it's just that complete and total exhaustion right. of you know whatever you're doing, whether it's writing in my case, or it can be in. Uh, you know, performing or uh, mm-hmm. videography or just mm-hmm. anything really, even mm-hmm. like creative or otherwise, honestly. Uh, right. And uh, just getting stuck in a rut is just having that mental roadblock of uh, I just lost my train of thought. I don't know what to go with. 
right. uh, in this moment and how to process. And, and right. so I, the, the question remains, you know, how you get going again, you know? Right. Yeah. I, so during college, right. Um, my experience of getting stuck in a rut, right. Uh, was I've had different phases of it. So in, in college, when we had lots of different classes, a lot of different stuff going on that was just taking up space in my brain, I couldn't be as creative as, as I wanted to be. I couldn't just think through these simple problems to, to tell a story. And, and, and when I was taking video editing classes and stuff like that, sometimes it was tricky to navigate between writing papers, like thesis papers and other sort of paperwork, right? Lots of essays being a communication major, as, as I'm sure you know, Jacob. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, navigating between that and the other type of creative stuff that we're trying to do. Uh, and I don't know if that's that's just being overwhelmed with stuff, if that falls in the same category as getting stuck in this area, uh, or if that's you know something else. But I think a lot of times when I have too much going on, it can really be harmful f- to the creative projects that I'm that I'm working on at the yeah. same time. And so there is kind of a there's a difference between getting stuck in a rut for your hobby work. Right. Uh, like what I'm doing with loser and uh, you know, the work that we're doing when we're paid to make videos. Can you think of an example from your paid professional life where you've just, mm-hmm. you know, when you've just lost the plot uh, mm-hmm. of where you're going in a video or in a project? Yeah. It seems like probably almost every single project, there's a time between uh, being super energized about the project at the beginning or or potentially that's at the very end. There, there's usually a time between every project I've done, between weddings, even real estate stuff, even even um, we did a lot of work for various uh, senior care centers, right? Nursing centers. And uh, boy, let me tell you, if you, want, if you want a good project, go make an exciting video about a nursing facility uh, that's encouraging people to to choose that facility. Let me tell you, sometimes it, you, you're thinking off the cuff. And so parts of that experience is very exciting, right? Like how am I going to make this, this rehabilitation senior care center look exciting and, and, um, and, and, and want people to, to go and use those facilities. Right. So sometimes like that's exciting. Right. But I think almost every single project, there's been a moment where the energy just is gone. Right, it's a short-term sort of blip uh, during the creative process that I'm sure you've experienced, and it's just it's how do, how do we work through that? So, and a, a direct example. Um, let's see, there's so many of them, but all right. <laughs> so again, I'm gonna go back to that first wedding that uh, the but my buddy and I did. Right, so that was the wedding we only got paid half for, and then the the bride and groom split with us. Right, uh, so right, yeah. Let me tell you. We wanted to get that wedding done as soon as possible. We had no idea what the boundaries were between the creative and the, the the clients, I guess. And we just wanted to get it. We wanted to get it done within a week. And now, I as I'm saying that now, that's incredible. Like, right, getting a whole wedding ceremony and everything done in, in a week, editing and everything. And we decided to stay up all night after. Right, this is so amateur. Right, we stay up all night <laughs> after this wedding that we've been filming all day, literally. Eight yeah. in the morning to whatever, uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And then we decided to stay up and uh, edit as much as we could the next day. 
And of course, in this package, they're getting the full wedding ceremony document, documentary style, right? Um, and a highlight, you know, cinematic in quotes, right? Cinematic, really cool, eight <laughs> to ten minute, ten minute uh, cut. Which is that's when I mean that takes so much time, right? To edit to music yeah. and find music that works and all this stuff. And in that, like, I don't know, two day span where we decide to edit everything, I think at least ten of those hours. <laughs> right? 10 of those 48 hours, I was in this like rut, right? And that's not a good percentage <laughs> to be in, right? Uh, it just yeah. shows how how odd the creative process really is and how it's different between, you know, people. So um, I'm, I'm sh- sure you've got other specific examples, but as we're talking, I'll try to try to think of some more because like I said, every single project I've worked on, there's been a situation where I'm just like, well, I don't know what to do and my brain's not working and I'm not too tired. I've had my coffee. So what does that mean? Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I totally understand that feeling of let's go stay up all night and, and edit this right now. Cause yeah. it's your first, it was your yep. first wedding gig. Yeah, and so wedding. you're just excited yeah. to, to just do Certainly. something with it. I mean, when we, uh, when we were doing test shoots for Y men and even yeah. the first, scene that we shot it's like okay i want to go do this right now uh because it's just exciting to to get something off the ground uh yeah and that's it is that fascinating thing of uh i mean we mentioned it last week my uh struggles with coming up with the concept for why men until one night it just clicked after months or a couple months at least of trying to make any kind of headway uh and it, it was it's the same thing with loser right now I wrote, uh, and I'm embarrassed whenever I open up my document uh, to continue <laughs> writing Loser. When I had that first draft that I sent to you and other friends of like the first ten yeah. pages, that was probably yeah. like a year ago at this point. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, th- I yeah. think it was May or June, uh, and that was the first ten pages. And I haven't finished that pilot episode. It's just been a lot of stop and start and, mm-hmm. you know, coming up with other projects that take my attention and then I get stuck there. And so I move on to another thing. It's like, OK, well, maybe I'll go back to loser and and things mm-hmm. like that. It is kind of that that tricky beast of holding your attention on one specific thing while also, you know, keeping the creative juices as much as I hate saying that word uh, <laughs> flowing. It is. Yeah. It's a gross word, right? I don't. Well, I don't like it gonna, when it's like, oh, I guess the juice is flowing. And it's like, oh, yeah, stop let's, it. Let's not. No, we're not getting into that. Uh, <laughs> so no, this is actually really interesting because I just told about all of the projects that I've worked on and how I call again in quotes getting stuck in a rut, and I experience that almost every project. And yet, I don't. It somehow I get out of it, and somehow I get energized again, and somehow I finish a project. Uh, because most of those projects are paid client projects. Let me tell you how many, let me tell you how many, um, personal projects that I've gotten again, stuck on or haven't been able to continue working and they're just sitting on the back burner. I mean, I got (laughs) loads of them and because I don't have the pressure from a friend group or I don't have the pressure from a paid client or someone who's, who needs it. Right. Yeah. They're just waiting. Right. So I've got all this footage from when I was in Europe. I've got all this footage from my trip out to Montana. I've got all this stuff and I started editing it here and there. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to make this into something. And every time I jump into it, it's like, ooh, but I'm stuck. Right. I don't know what, <laughs> it's like, wait, what, what story, was I doing What am again? I trying to tell? Right. And yeah. so 
I think I think what I'm really trying to get at is is that the difference between what I just talked about and what what you just talked about was mine was you know very short term right very short term it's going to be I'm I'm feeling this way for a couple of hours or potentially a day or two and and you've just talked about a whole year where you haven't been really able to continue getting the gears back churning after those first ten yeah. pages and so isn't that yeah at so, least consistently so yeah. neat the two of us have two very different uh, experiences with this block right yeah well i'm glad you're able to take some pleasure from my pain nate uh, yeah i mean at least your pain <laughs> is a lot harder and longer than mine yeah right? yeah it, it's it it is it's tough uh when there is you know such an openness to these more hobby creative projects like what i'm doing with loser or other things right. as i'm staring at my board right now of other things i haven't right. gotten to or made enough time for uh but when there is that client on the un- other end of the line, uh, it does kind of maybe just kind of kickstarts your fight or flight <laughs> response. Yeah. It, do or where, die. Where right? it's like, I yeah, I have to get something <laughs> done. Uh, yeah. And so there, then I think maybe part of it is in the paid circumstances or when you have a deadline you need to hit. Uh, there is that sense of urgency to come up with an idea. And it doesn't have yeah. to be perfect, but it has to be exactly. Good. Whereas is, for the yeah in the in the creative ones that I'm just doing on the side, I I need it in my head to be perfect. To be perfect. So before yeah, I even exactly. write something down on the page to edit it later, I can't yeah. even get to yeah. that point because I want it to be perfect the first time yeah. I put it down on the page. And that's and that's, a, and that's, that's just a flaw, the psychological right? thing you have to fix. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That is that is, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. It's it's the creative in you trying to make sure it's perfect before you've even made it real. Right, and you've talked yeah. about it. We've talked about it previously. The thing isn't real, right? It isn't real until you put it down on paper. You put it down in a physical form. Yes, it's up in your head, but you know what I do every night? I dream in my head. And are the dreams real? No. So those stories <laughs> in your head, right? Right now is Nate being like, "This is those stories. Everything in the head in your head that you you want to create. Put them on a piece of paper. If it's bad, yeah. crumple it up, throw it. Right? You know, throw it. Yeah. It doesn't matter." Or just, you, you know what's the beautiful thing about you know the keyboard of modern day there's a delete button so you there can is. change things if you want and that's something i, I just have trouble getting into my head mm-hmm. you know because that's mm-hmm. that's the problem with that perfectionist mentality is you think that you have to get it right the first time but you can just write down the general gist oh yeah go back through it on the second pass and think okay this is looking at the whole scope of the scene that i just wrote in in this example of of writing loser or something like that being able to see the scene as a whole and then think okay so this bit at the end of the scene doesn't pay off as much because we didn't build it up well enough in the earlier dialogue so maybe i can amplify this a little bit and, and just being able to edit from there i think that's that's something that I can acknowledge apparently, but right. it is hard to to actually make that progress and, and get it done. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's good. That's good. You, you bring that up because there, again, there are differences in how the editing and how this process works between writing where you can hit the backspace and actually editing footage that you've already shot. Right. And so most yeah. of the time in my creative rut, it's, I can't hit the backspace because I'm working with specific things that I shot previously. Right. With a specific frame rate, with a specific idea in mind, with a specific lighting, you know, all that stuff happened well before the editing process, right? And so I have to work with what 
we did. I think I had yeah. a mentor tell me, and they said the uh, the stuff that you get is the stuff that you get. For instance, and they didn't use the stuff; they used the word they used the word shit <laughs> with the camera, right? So uh, the shit that you get with the camera is the shit that you get out of the camera, which is so true. Right. I, I, that, uh, I don't swear often, but when I do. It's true. If you're not paying attention to the stuff you're getting or you're you're not wired during that moment, you, you got to be because most of the time when I'm stuck editing, it's because I missed a shot, I missed an angle, I missed something in the audio, and it isn't allowing my story to be cohesive in the editing process. Now, a lot of times if you need to, a reshoot can happen, right? It's just extra time, extra schedule, sometimes constrained relationships between the, the client and the, the person who's doing the videos and stuff. Sure. So it's just, it's just that backspace isn't always available for all the type of creative projects you're doing. Right. And so taking your time and actually doing things correctly first in a sense of when you're shooting video or photography or whatever you're doing, uh, that, that will certainly help because again, almost all the times where I've struggled in telling the story or continue editing is because I've missed a shot and I'll have to re edit or reorganize stuff. Well, when I think about that kind of thing, I, I kind of see that as, and I know that it wouldn't seem like this immediately. I mean, we talked about my hard drive issues with Y-Men where I lost the hard drive. And immediately that sounds right. like a huge roadblock. Uh, and it was. But there's also, in, if we think about that or, or the case of, uh, oh, this shot that I was going to have in this sequence in Premiere, I don't have. So what am I going to do now? It is sometimes nice to just be able to reframe the work in some new way mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. if you know what i mean just to, just to try to play by the new rules you know it's just kind of a fun puzzle yeah. of okay well how do i make up for this and i think that right. that might be something that you can take into account if you ever oh, reach that state is just changing your mindset from man if only mm-hmm. i could have done this to how can I create something new with what I have yep. existing? That's exactly what it is. And and the hardest part, Jacob, that's so true. But the hardest part of that is a lot of times if you've edited a whole sequence, you've edited a whole, you start from the beginning to the end and you found out at the end or the middle is where you're, something's gone wrong. Lots of times you have to start back and you like, these are two clips that work well together. So I'm going to keep them together. But in order for us to continue to tell the story a little differently, because we don't have that keystone piece, We've got to re-edit a whole bunch of stuff. And so that is probably where the block starts and it manifests until I say, okay, I need a blank slate, Yeah. right? I need a blank slate and I'm going to, I'm going to reorganize and, and I'm going to make something work with what I got. Yeah. So if, if we take a more grander, you know, zoom out, look at the idea of getting stuck in a rut, I think the commonality in all these experiences is just uh, frustration with a missing piece. Yeah. Okay. Whether it's in this editing scenario, it's frustration with, Oh, I missed the shot. How do I rework this? Or if it's me writing something, it's man, what am I missing to make this scene work or to make the narrative cohesive as I, as I keep writing this thing, I think it comes down to frustration first and foremost. And it's, it's just all about, figuring out how you're going to adapt and and move on from that frustration to actually keep making a product. Yeah. It's certainly frustrating, right? But here's the deal. If you continue to learn and you find out that every time you're doing a project, you're missing something, you best learn from that because you don't want to be missing that the next time you do the project, right? 
uh, or another project similar to that. I know that's very different. I'm, I'm thinking like weddings, right? Every time I do a wedding, sure. if I miss something, I know I've missed it because I had to re-edit it. And then the next wedding, I'm certainly not going to miss it. Now, again, these are very different from, from like trying to curate a story in your mind, putting it on paper and say, I'm going to have eight episodes and now I'm going to start scripting out one and now I'm working on four. And I bet you next week I'm going to be working on six, right? Like <laughs> it's, it's different, but there's some I mean, I might not advise be- that. That's just kind of how it went down in my head. I don't know if that's a good thing that I, that I jumped around like that. Jacob. I want you to ask any writer out there or any script or any playwright or whoever, ask them if they went from page one to page a hundred. Sure. In a row. Yeah. Right. Ask yeah. There's, them. there's it's, no it's right not... way to do it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As always, if you have any questions, topics, or feedback for us, you can email us at askwtd at gmail.com. But now, we also have something else to involve you in the show even more. Pretty soon, Nate and I will be starting a new segment where we'll be taking prompts from listeners. These could be writing prompts, genres to explore, stories from your life, or whatever else comes to mind. Then, we'll try to come up with how we'd bring your submission to life. So once again, that email is askwtd at gmail.com for any prompts that you have for us. Anyways, let's get back to it. So then if if we agree that the source of most cases of being stuck in a rut comes from frustration of some sort the question becomes how do you deal with that frustration because if you're stuck in in that mode of being angry that you're missing that piece uh you're not going to get a good product at at the end it's going to be apparent that you just wanted to get something down on the page uh and and ship it out Mm -hmm. so that you you know didn't have to deal with this problem anymore uh how how do you deal or cope with with that frustration to kind of get pick yourself up out of that rut yeah that's a good question um specifically working in video projects or audio or whatever the first thing that i do when i realize that i have a missing piece is can i get some of this from stock footage can i get some of this from elsewhere that i wasn't able to get right that's my first step and and if that's not readily available then I know that I'm down in the hole. Like there's, that's upsetting, right? Because I'm certainly not going to spend money, even if it's like three or four bucks on something, just because I can't get my head around the fact that I missed something and now I have to spend money, which is probably a route to go. So don't take my advice and not spending the money because it's probably worth it for your client. <laughs> but see, um, see, that sounds like pride talking. Like I don't want to have to pride. spend money because because I, I didn't get this done and and spending that money is basically admitting to yourself that you, that you made that mistake. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It is pride. It's getting over yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, in that moment, don't tell me that my pride's getting in the way of the project. Cause it certainly is, but <laughs> right. But, yeah. uh, I won't be listening to that, you know, cause like you said, once you're frustrated, you can't think creatively. You can't do, it doesn't flow. It's, you're not a swan in the air. You're a swan landing, right? Uh, to go back to that, my favorite analogy of the swan. <laughs> it's always worth it. But uh, no, that is true. The the frustration, it, it, it stops you from, from doing the, the stuff that you want. And then when you take a break, 
sometimes a break is needed, uh, but certainly can that break can last a very long time. Yeah. Right, Jacob. Yeah, and honestly, I'm I'm thinking about because ever since I I I did for loser, you know, stop however far I am into episode one of loser. And then I just jumped to episode four because it was something that was just on my mind that I wanted to put on the, on the paper. I was wondering, is, am I, is this the wrong thing to do? You know, should I try to just bear down on episode one uh, and get that done before I even think about moving on to something else? But I think there, that was kind of my way of just taking a break from Mm -hmm. that episode. Uh, from the scene that I was stuck on because it was something that I, I had in my mind and I knew that I needed to get there at some point and I was just kind of anxious to get there. And so it was impeding my ability to keep moving on the pilot. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. just being able to take that step back and, and focus on starting another thing that was at least still in the creative vein, mm-hmm. I think that did help a little bit uh, in just getting more of it out of my system so that I could more adequately see the broader picture. Uh, and, and that's not going to be the, the case for everyone who's writing something in, in that specific scenario. But I, I think the key takeaway is being able to take a step back and maybe focus your mind elsewhere, whether it is another creative project or, you know, just, I don't know, what do people do these days? You golf go golfing you know um cricket uh, no croquet in your backyard <laughs> maybe not cricket I mean, maybe cricket i don't know yeah do cricket Stuff like that no one plays cricket anymore bring it back well hey hey let me tell you is it cricket with the whackers and the balls that you gotta hit because i always get the two mixed up it's well croquet. so croquet is the one with the hammers right like, uh, like the big yes. like cartoon sized hammers and and you're like Yes. Okay. So on the ground, then cricket is like British baseball or whatever it is. I don't know. Retractions. Email us. Retractions. We'll we'll double check that. But I think that a lot of people in India play it. Well, yeah, it's a worldwide thing. But I I just associate it. But um, yeah, uh, I was playing. I was tangent here. I was playing that sport, that game, uh, with Sam Worley outside his uh, outside his house. Uh, Winter and I, we went. What croquet? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and we had the big bomby knockers. That's what we call them, the big bomby knockers, wow. and the 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 balls. And you got to hit it through the wickets. Wow, Sam is so good at that. He beat all of us. There was like four of us playing. Sam, his brother, and Winter, uh, and myself. And I came in second, and I was like really far behind. So if you've ever played that game, like I used to play it as a young child, but we never played it correctly. We just took out the big hammers and tried to hit each other with them. Well, what else are you supposed but to do? There's actual real rules to that game. <laughs> and it's fun. I mean, it makes so much sense that Sam Worley plays croquet. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, that, so that was fun. So, anyways, where, what were we talking about before? <laughs> oh, taking breaks. Yeah, taking breaks. And yeah. Doing so. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. No, there's a there's a fine line though between um, procrastinating on the project and taking a healthy sure. break, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and that goes back to the point that we've always said. Every time you get a little burst of energy, you have that aha moment. Anytime that that's happening, even if it's right before you go to bed, you got to get it down on paper because it, it, it comes and it goes. And that may be your little burst of energy that your creative process needs to continue. Uh, and if you don't jot that down, it, it's gone. Uh, and so that's, yeah, that's if you don't it's fascinating. Write though, that down. 
Write that. Yeah. Well, there. Oh, write that. I missed that opportunity. <laughs> no, but but I want to continue on that. That if we don't do that, that little jolt, that little burst of energy going through our head, uh, that's our key. And if you yeah. don't, if you don't take that key and use it to open that door, it's gone. Right. It's yeah. gone. And so you took the time to start on episode four because you knew it was there. Now episode four yeah. will probably help open up other creative pathways so you can go back to one. Uh, that the scene you were on and build it out. Maybe it's a little different, but at least you're building something. So I don't know. That's my sort of yeah. talk on it. I don't know. My thoughts, I sure. guess. Yeah. Nate's thoughts. Yeah. Nate's thoughts. Now, so how do you approach helping someone else who is stuck in a rut? Oh, because, uh, I mean, as we said at the top, you know, everybody mm-hmm. gets stuck in a rut at some point. Uh, and so how are how can we as creatives, dare I say, uh, <laughs> help each other out to to you know get that spark that that gets us going. What mm-hmm. what's the best way to mm-hmm. uh be a be a collaborator in that sense? Yeah, I, th- I feel like you're putting me on the spot here because my answer is going to make me sound a little hypocritical. My answer <laughs> is to check up on on how your your friends are doing. If they've shared projects with you, every once in a while, check up and say, you know, how is that project going? What's, what are you looking at now? What, what are you getting yourself into? I, I don't think I've done that enough with you on Loser. Hmm. I think, I think every once in a while we've checked in, but not certainly not enough to, to help potentially motivate, right? Uh, and so, yeah. I think first and foremost, it's just checking in, especially with folks who have who've shown you projects right whether they're prototyping or something or they're sending you drafts or sending you um videos or or whatever they're doing artwork music whatever it is it's to check in and of course you know now that i'm saying it i certainly haven't done that enough but i digress (laughs) i don't know what 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 else do you think uh would be good that that's a that's a good thought it actually makes me think of uh our our good friend uh harry uh whenever we text you know, he'll text me and be like, how's the writing going? And I'll yeah. be like, man, I haven't written anything in a week. And, and it's always him, like, just jumpstarting that in my mind of being like, you know what? I He's should good. write something. Yeah. He's a good man. And I, He's a good yeah, man. I think that that base level communication, also shout out Harry, by the way. Thank you for, yeah. you know, the inspiration. Being a good, and also, I hope we can dude. get him on the show for something at some point. Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you've seen Wyman, Harry is the pedestrian who litters the salt and vinegar ships. Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite so, scenes. Certainly. For reference, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that that idea of you know just communicating and talking through because that is just a super nice thing uh, is talking to someone outside of the project if they're just like, oh, how's it going, mm-hmm. and then don't even try to. Be prideful, as we were talking about. Don't be like, "Oh, it's good." You know, I'm I'm getting stuff done. Yeah. If you're stuck, be honest. Just being like, "Well, I'm having right. trouble with this." I just it's trying to yeah. start a conversation, unless it's just like small talk at you know mm-hmm. a wedding or something. You know, don't unload on them. At least I wouldn't, because yeah, I'm anxious about that kind on, of stuff. It's gonna depend. <laughs> it's gonna depend on the type of friend, right? I mean that, that's what yeah. it comes down to. But but if it, it is someone who's like in the know, yeah, uh, oh, about yeah. what you're trying to do, you know, it, it take that opportunity to just get someone else's perspective. I, I think that's a good thing to bring up. So so that's like coming from your you as the creative side, right? Not necessarily you helping out someone. That's coming from you. That's a switch in you that you had to change from saying, "Oh no, my work's doing fine," to actually, I'm stuck on this. 
I've been working on it for two weeks yeah. now. I got to, how do I, how do I get through it? That's certainly a pride thing. And, and yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think, uh, just the, the, being the best collaborator possible in that sense of, of trying to help someone who's in a rut is just being receptive to that dialogue, uh, that you start and just, you know, listening to them about the problems and then, and then just try to, to answer questions or give feedback. And, you know, you don't have to give, mm-hmm. you know, story advice necessarily, uh, but it just, you know, being like, oh, have you tried setting yourself up in this environment to keep working or have you tried X, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. give them any uh, tool to right. uh, pick themselves up out of the rut. Right. I think when you were sending me, I was being a little too hard on myself since we talk once a week. I, I actually have an understanding of, of about loser. But but anyways, I think you reached out one time. And, uh, and, and you can critique me now on, on how I, how I gave you feedback or whatever, but you reached out, you, you were telling me about your other projects that you were looking into. And so right off the bat, and I immediately went right into helping develop a story plot or character development, or, or, you know, I immediately had, my brain was starting to go and whether or not that was beneficial at all. Uh, is kind of what I'm what I'm asking you because you were very polite. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool, that's a good idea. But I'm over here like, oh, Jacob's doing this, and he he's asked me to help him out, so I've got all this stuff going on. So how did you take that, and did it ever amount to anything? Well, yeah, I I I mean, I love that honestly because I mean, anytime I get to work with you on more projects, I'm all in, and and getting more <laughs> feedback with that is invaluable. Really, the the only case in which I would be like, uh, maybe I'll just keep this to myself in terms of, you know, taking uh-huh. that kind of story, character development, feedback, things like that, is when it is more of a, a personal story that I'm trying to tell where I have kind of a more specific vision of what it's going to end up being. Mm-hmm. Uh, or an experience, right? Like right, going yeah. back to when we were talking with Alex, she was talking about specific right. experiences that were being portrayed into the the thing that we're working with. And yeah, if somebody else is bringing in their experience, it's kind of changing the whole, the whole story almost. Yeah. So while I would obviously still listen to any feedback or suggestions or anything like that, something like loser where it is uh, somewhat more personal than stories about, you know, uh, a hitman or, or, you know, other, maybe like sci-fi mm-hmm. things, uh, I would be a little bit more protective of, of how I approach yeah. that story, whether that's a good thing or not. I don't know. But I I, th- I think in general, uh, at least, you know, regardless of that, uh, I, I really like the idea of just, you know, trying to collaborate with someone in, in, in just such a conversational way, because seeing someone else get excited about your project is super energizing, I think. If if they yeah. if you just give like a, a two sentence pitch about a story idea you have and then their eyes light up and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. so like, what if you did this? Then that that's just kind of vindicating because yep. it, it means that you're onto something, at least whether you take their advice or or you work with them on the project fully or you just kind of think, yeah, maybe I'll think about it, but we'll see. You know, it is just nice to kind of get that that instantaneous feedback or uh, like I said, vindication of, of mm-hmm. thinking, okay, I, I have something at least. And, and the other thing is in addition to that is well, I'm specifically talking about certain situations when you are asking me for my opinion, a lot of times you'll send 
one, two, or three different things that you're like, I could go this route, this route, or this route. How, what do you think works best? And it doesn't mean you're going to go any of those routes, but what it, what it, what it does is it got my brain working thinking, well, if, if you go this route, if this character does this, which then goes to that, right? The sort of the, the domino effect of, of the storytelling and, and what you're working with that can spark right. some other things. It's just like working in a community of like-minded people and diverse people can do amazing things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else that you would help a fellow creatives out? I mean, creatives out. It's, it's difficult. Just be there. Be a good person. Be a good friend. Reach out to your friends. Yeah, be receptive. Yeah, I, yeah. honestly, I, I think that this was a, a very, you know, insightful talk for me personally that we just had of, you know, yeah. just oh, being certainly. receptive yeah. and, and just being a sounding board, I guess, uh, on either side, whether yeah. you're a sounding board for listening to someone about their troubles with being stuck in a rut or mm-hmm. whether it's the other side of giving all giving your your pitch and then just hearing what someone else has to say about what you can do with it i, th- I think that's uh really a, a great thing of just talk to people mm-hmm. people can be cool people certainly are cool i don't say that often no <laughs> nice well that, that was that was very uh that was a, i mean i learned a lot and i and i also learned that yeah. you know we should be looking out for each other more yeah more than now than ever right so so this is a good segue into our definitely not procrastinating segment uh so jacob oh, yeah. what have you been not procrastinating on or what have you been watching or consuming should I say? <laughs> well uh so i'm excited about this one i wanted to do this one last week but i wasn't able to watch it in time uh just because i was busy and i had work but i finally was able to watch Bo Burnham's new special on Netflix called Inside. Oh my! Uh, okay. And so you might know Bo Burnham as a comedian. Uh, he he was he kind of blew up because he started with just like some songs on YouTube, I believe, and then he uh, had I think three previous specials. Uh, the two that I know are What. Uh, that's just what it's called. It's called What, uh, and then. He had a special called Make Happy, and I think that was towards 2015 or 2016 or something like that. Uh, and uh, that was his last comedy special, and he stopped doing uh, like live performances like that after mm-hmm. after that moment. Uh, and then after that, he did a movie called Eighth Grade that I would love to rewatch because I I really liked it when I watched it. Uh, and so he wrote and directed that, and now he came back. But he announced it not too long ago that he was just like, hey, I have a new special coming out on Netflix. Look out. Uh, And it's something that he wrote, shot, directed, edited all by himself in this one room of his house uh, just over the course of the past year while he's been inside. Uh, And so it's it's a comedy special, but I I even put the, the term comedy you know, somewhat loosely, it is just kind of a, it's, it is very funny, but there's also just, you know, some fascinating moments into his, you know, he talks about his mental health and things like that. It's just a really good watch just all around. And so I highly recommend it. Bo Burnham is one of those guys who like my friends in high school and I like quoted his stuff constantly in, in high school, much the chagrin of other people. Uh, because that's what high schoolers do. They just quote things until they're not funny anymore, uh, which happens really fast. Uh, but 
yeah, he he came out with he came out swinging with his return to this format, I guess. Uh, so yeah, Bo Burnham inside on Netflix. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Nate? So my every every week I come in with something something a little odd or something <laughs> low hanging fruit, maybe maybe. Um, so you may have noticed this, Jacob, but I think in early May, Twitter uh, stopped like stopped cropping images right and so right that was yeah. that's like huge because all of a sudden these images are you don't have to click on it to see the full image uh, there and there's if, if you're listening to this go go read about why they did it there was some some problems with uh showing different people um in the crops and so it wasn't like equitable and stuff so look into exactly why uh, they did it but as a result yeah as a result, a lot of creatives, a lot of photographers, uh, have started posting some really fantastic, like mind-blowing work on Twitter, and it's certainly procrastinating. So, like this, it's this segment, but certainly uh, because, man, I, I thought I liked Instagram because it had some some awesome artists, but once they came to Twitter, it's different, right? Instagram and Twitter are different because they're just wonderful threads and storytelling with photography for these images that are finally able to be uh, live on Twitter without this cropping. Right. And so it's short and sweet, but man, I've spent hours just going through. So if if you get a chance, it's very simple. I, I don't have any of the, the names off the top of my head or their, their Twitter handles, but it's very easy to find. And if you go and, go and follow me you'll see all of the people that i follow and there's probably you know now 40 to 50 photographers and artists who who i've just recently followed within the past couple of days uh because huh. their work is it's kind of magical right the, the amount of time in in the edit right the amount of time in the edit and it's uh, they show you before and after they'll show you the raw photo they'll show you what they did and then they'll show you the after it's it's, it's wonderful so so that's what that's what I've yeah been doing. You, you always bring something that I don't expect and I love that <laughs> yeah 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 I, I mean and it's certainly different from you so <laughs> I never come with names yeah. directors producers the top four actors in the movie I'm sorry that's just not <laughs> me but but the people appreciate you Jacob the people appreciate you and <laughs> and they want to know where they can find well you. they can find me that was so clean by the way they can find oh, yeah. me uh, on twitter.com slash Jacob Yesvac. That's at Jacob Yesvac on Twitter. How about you, Nate? And again, just like last week in the last 16 episodes, at Nate Ulrich 16. That's on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Write That Down is produced by Nate Ulrich and Jacob Novak. Music for this podcast includes Answered by Ketza and Dream 13 by Punchdeck. You can find links to both artists in the description for this episode. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can email your questions or topic suggestions to askwtd at gmail.com. Once again, that's askwtd at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.